0: Hey everybody, Doc here. Uh, before we get into tonight's big program, uh, we want to take a quick second uh, with the recent events down in New Orleans, Hurricane Ida, and update everybody on uh, on Hardbody Harper. Uh, he's without power, won't be on the show, but we want to let everybody know how he's doing. Let's bring Mike in. Uh, Mike, you've been closely monitoring the hurricane. You have family down there. What can you tell us about Hardbody Harper and anybody else that that you need to update us on?
1: First, you botched that really good because he's on this week's episode because it was recorded over a week ago. So there's that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that show was recorded the week of August 23rd. We're recording this after Ida devastated Southeast Louisiana in parts of the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Thus, Harper is on that show. I don't know when Harper is going to be back on the show only because he's working with no power and you know, I think he's in a place where there's a generator, so he's able to charge his phone, but I'm not going to have the man waste his battery all day long uh, you know, cutting a 2-hour program, hour and a half program with us. So, all that said, Harper's doing well. I've spoken to him a few times. I spoke to him the night of the storm, day of the storm. I've spoken to him since the storm. Uh, I spoke to his, uh, his, his, his girlfriend as well. They're fine. He survived. No. I don't want to say no issues, actually, because I don't know that to be true with uh, where they live. But the whole area is without power. Probably going to be a while before power is restored. If you got questions about that, just go to Intergy New Orleans and look at all the great information about what happened. Anyway, Hopper won't be on the show. He's on the show this week because we recorded last week. He's not going to be on the show probably for a few weeks, and we'll update you as we go. I did see, though, Doc, he was posting on Facebook, so that tells me he's got some (laughs) kind of reception uh, intermittently. And
0: and as always, he's taking it seriously, right?
1: Yeah, and one other thing, and we can talk about this when we record tomorrow night, which is the show that will air on September 9th. He broke another headset. (laughs)
0: Did he break it or did Ida break it?
1: He broke another headset. I got that directly from his woman. And we will talk about that on the September 9th, 2021 show that drops.
0: Sounds great. Sounds great. Well, uh, everybody, we are uh, throwing out massive amounts of T's and P's down to the people of uh, southeastern Louisiana
1: T's and P's, like Doc said to everybody in southeast Louisiana, hang in there. We've been through this before. We can do it again. At least the levees didn't breach in the city of New Orleans. I knew there was flooding in numerous other places uh, in the towns and whatnot throughout southeast Louisiana. So I'm with you. I know what you're going through. But on that note, uh, we'll talk more about Ida on the September 9th show that drops. Doc, you want to get us out of here so we can do what we got to do today?
0: We can't go to the big show unless we... Book it, bitch. This
1: is, this is, <laughs> this is, Welcome know. back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today, we're talking part one of April the 14th, 1990, NWA, Saturday night on TBS, and if you're wondering why it's part one, it's because this episode was damn near three hours. And uh, your boys just felt like it was best to break it down that way. So anyway, I'm sitting here with Doc and Harper was with us, but then something must have happened because he hopped off. So I'm sure he'll be here shortly because he was here for the pre-show that we did before we did this episode. Anyway, Doc, how you doing?
0: I can tell this is already going to be a problem. Mm. I'm doing great, but I told you all day today, don't let the shoot job blow you up. And you didn't Um, listen. I can tell by the, in your voice right now, you're already blown up. Um, I was, uh, people, Army, I was out there, I was telling him, don't give the Booker Man all your mojo today. Save it for the show. He was like, I'm already blown up. And it was like 8.15 this morning.
1: (laughs) It was more like four o'clock, three o'clock. And I was like, ah, you're six hours too late on that recommendation.
0: Booker Man's been putting the boots to you, has he?
1: i wouldn't say that just oh you know got a lot to do oh
0: lots to do okay well mm-hmm. aren't we i'm not like we. Impor- i don't complain aren't we important down at the shoot job okay i'm not well.
1: like you i don't complain
0: why did you kick harper off the off the call
1: i don't know what happened you know harper me kick him off you know how challenged he is when it comes to technology
0: mm-hmm. <sighs> i mean well we really w- would be helpful if we had him here you know i i, I mean, agree I guess it would be helpful. We know he didn't watch all of this episode, so.
1: Oh, I mean, you know I've been knowing the chair for 25 years.
0: I mean, you mean Luke, Hawks?
1: <laughs>
0: right, were you <laughs> Why did you do that? Why did you bring the D-man back on?
1: Before we get rolling too much into this, let me take care of this real quick. Special shout out to the largest patron contributors monthly. Disrespectful, classy, Marky Blassie, Mike Childry, and Joe Ice. Thank you for your generous support each and every month. And as far as why I brought the D-Man back on, you know, uh, the champ kept bugging me, and I waited till the very end to do it. So why does the champ take
0: care of D-Man but doesn't get Harper into any, like, gigs and stuff?
1: You got to ask Hopper and the champ that. I can't help you there. Mm. Well, that's all I get. Hmm?
0: I think it was a missed opportunity because here you are talking CM Punk, hot new show on stars, and then in comes the ratings disaster to blow it all up.
1: Doc, that was recorded the night before Punk debuted. Okay. Just so you know. As you're saying, you could talk CM Punk. No.
0: No, y'all were talking CM Punk. So it was going to be have a lot of visibility. Gotcha. Instead of, instead of just talking about the show and his involvement, you had to throw the biggest wet blanket in the world all over that shit.
1: <laughs> D-Man's D-Man. underwear. So the D-Man is a wet blanket? Oh, it's amazing.
2: Like kiss, man. And
0: it all got fucking fucked up.
1: Did you hear the kiss story? Jesus Christ. You <laughs> didn't even know the
0: members of Kiss. What kind of shit is that?
1: That idiot Javorski must have been. Dude, he probably had a stroke cranking to that story.
0: A stroke. I think that when it comes to D-Man, maybe nope. in the future, we ought to ale- leave this show to the professionals.
1: I, I I agree. Right, you don't want to know the other part. Luke's texted me, and he's like, you should bring D-Man on once a month. Nah, bruh, I should send you that text. Ain't happening.
0: You should let Harper Ether somebody, Huge Arms.
1: <laughs> Something like that, huh? <laughs> Oh man, I got a feeling Harper's having internet issues.
0: I bet, that's, man. Spectrum is a motherfucker down in Metairie, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, he he didn't because he just unannounced fell off the planet. So he I'm, was with us. Yeah, very weird.
0: That's that's very weird. So I guess we can't hold on any longer. We have to talk about the biggest news that's rocked the wrestling world.
1: This well, past let me. Week. Let's do this. Go, shit. Go ahead and I'm trying to buy some time for him, so we can we can knock out well, one other thing.
0: Generous patronage. No, uh, no, no, no. Patron, I sent I sent you a text.
1: I sent you a text.
0: Well, I was going to save that and put it in during the show when oh. we get to that part. But whatever. I mean, we can just book this shit on in the fly. Okay. We got a docaholic spotlight for our good friend, uh, the resurrected one, unconvinced Ray, brother Dave. Down in the, down on the other side of the world where it's already tomorrow.
1: Um. Like a time traveler.
0: Well, and here's the thing. We're coming up on summer when that shit down there just blows up into fire. They like combust into like fire across the whole continent.
1: Like uh, we're doing Norman right
0: now. The, Norman the lunatic got a hot sister that Captain Mike wants to fuck. Norman knows it and makes him wear the stupid hat. Now, Abdullah, the butcher, wants to fuck her as well, so Norman makes him sit in a box. Norman pimps his sister to get friends. Nothing else makes sense.
1: That was Brother Dave t- telling us the only reason why what we are seeing between Norman and Abdullah and Captain Mike is happening. And- Look in
0: the territory, right? It makes just as much sense as what we're witnessing.
1: That's the best part about it. It makes just as much sense or more than any reason that anyone could give. I'd be why more that guy in- is on I'd TV. be
0: more interested if I thought Norman was a pimp.
1: Agreed. So let me get one or two other things out the way, Doc. Pete Trey Levin, long time Patreon member. Thanks for going annual this past week. Thank you very much. And then I got Did an you email. From, annual or annual? You know what I said. then I got another email from Andrew S. And a few weeks back, nearly a month ago, we were covering an episode where Jim Cornette had a tennis racket or a tennis racket cover, more on that later, that said Pro Kinnick's on it. And Andrew is a tennis player. Oh, okay. And he said that a Pro Kinnick's was a high-end racket back in 1990. So that led me to believe, I got the impression that, you know, if he's going to spend that kind of money, one, I don't think, he. one, I don't think Cornette had a high-end racket. I think he had a high-end racket head cover because I think those rackets, based on the way Andrew phrased the email to me, cost like 200 bucks. And I can't see, back in 1990, not 2021, I can't see Cornette spending that much money on a damn racket. Maybe, maybe he had the cover to make it look like he had, like it was a work. Now, Harper's trying uh, to call. Jesus Christ. What was that? Harper trying to call. Oh. Well, I think he
0: spent whatever it cost to get a racket that he could wrap around a Mark's head if he had to.
1: Which a cheap one would be hey. better. Okay. Hey, what's up, man?
3: Yeah. Fucking internet cut off for some reason. Jesus. I
1: told you. What did I say, Doc? Yeah. The internet must have cut off.
0: Have you been stealing your internet, too?
1: No. <laughs> Nobody's going to get that.
0: I know. That's what makes it great. They're going to be like, what else is Harper stealing? Mm. All right, Doc. I, bet it's, wanna... I, I hope it's headsets. <laughs> Harper, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing great. I heard you've been watching a lot of uh, new product, current product in the wrestling business.
3: Well, I watch SummerSlam. Yeah. I... That was it, yeah. Well, you didn't see the big, the big happening
0: last Friday night?
3: No. Oh. I'm, I'm cool.
0: So Mike was saying we needed to do it this way because he was sure that you wouldn't watch Summerslam and would watch CM Punk. No, okay.
1: that's not what I said. I said that
0: you wanted to talk Punk
1: because you've been yo. bugging me about Punk all damn week.
0: Play it. You know, me and Punk go back a long way. I mean, yeah, yo, yo, yo. yo. <laughs> For real, I mean, <laughs> me, and Punk, me and Punk be knowing each other for a, a long time, yo.
1: I God, mean, who are you supposed well, to be?
0: When when I was working in the uh, as a wrestling coordinator on the program, I mean, there's a lot of factors <laughs> to consider.
1: <laughs> Doc, who are you supposed to be?
0: Oh, you know, I mean, I've been knowing the champ now for many many years. <laughs>
1: hmm. Your invitations are worse than mine. That's pretty bad. What? Please continue. Please continue. Yeah.
0: So, Mike. Yeah. There's We actually have something. Now, they're going to screw this up somehow, but we have something to be interested in here. We have stars doing stuff in wrestling. It's crazy.
1: Uh, define stars. Who are we talking about here?
0: Well, I mean, Brock's back, we got we got Roman showing out over on one channel, and we got CM Punk making a hell of a debut over on the other channel.
1: So what are your thoughts on Punk coming back, Doc?
0: Man, you know it was hot when you heard the first note of music, and then you didn't hear a damn thing else, except the crowd. Oh. What was that?
1: Uh, my wife dropped something.
0: Tell her to keep her mouth shut. Yeah. I don't
1: think her mouth's open. I think she dropped something. So two different things, pal. Anyway, what
0: did you think, Mike?
1: I want to know. You've been you don't want been bugging me all week. I want your thoughts. I don't want no one liner like you just gave me. What do you think? I want your deep down thoughts. I mean, you're the you're the industry insider, as you've told the people numerous I'm times not on an this industry show.
0: Industry insider. I'm an industry expert. Uh, okay, oh. you've said
1: industry insider. So now you're an industry expert. Hey, you're man, both.
0: Here, here's the thing. It was a day, I guess, a lot of people didn't think would happen. He's got it. And, I mean, shit, he went for, what, 20, 23 minutes? And he might as well, especially with what they put on after him, he might as well have gone the whole hour.
1: I've called that show or that promotion Schizophrenic for a long time. They just became more schizophrenic.
3: Mhm. I don't know why they, I, they they kept it a secret. They,
1: they didn't keep fucking... it a secret. Everybody I mean, knew. I mean, not...
3: Right, that's what I'm saying. But they wouldn't uh, um admit to it. Ah. Uh... I mean, fuck.
0: I thought it was great. I thought he he didn't rush. He let the crowd just continue um climaxing. Yeah, he let them get it all out. He milked them. Um, The only thing I don't like is I have zero interest in Darby Allen. But then I started thinking about it, it's like, I don't have any interest in most of these guys.
3: Yeah, I know, that's the problem.
0: Who's he going to dance with?
3: That's the problem. It's like when Hogan and a macho man went to WCW. WCW at least had Flair and Vader and Arn Anderson and Sting. They already had their kind of homegrown talent for him to fuck around with. They don't have anything on their side. That's fucking equal to, to all these people that they're bringing in. I agree. Mike.
1: I, the one thing I did tell you that, that is interests me is I get re- really tired of hearing the, the AEW folks, not like fans the actual wrestlers and folks backstage
4: Ooh, bye, ever
1: listen to them on interviews they act like it's the greatest work environment in the world and nobody dislikes each other and there's no egos and they all are in love and yada 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 and i say it all the time that is bull crap 20 years from now there's going to be shoot interviews <laughs> just like there are now where guys are burying other guys in their egos they're not going to say it now because they they keep a tight lip on it and they want to make it seem like they're all cool. But wrestling is full of egos. And
0: I, and every, and I Mike, do. at that point, everybody on that roster slid down a peg. Oh, yeah, they
3: did. And,
0: and, with Daniel and it's going to get in, worse. When Daniel Bryan coming in, everybody's sliding down too except CM Punk.
3: It's almost like if they're like kind of like – an alright football team. Oh, they signed uh Tom Brady. They signed fucking Alvin Kamara. They signed this guy. Then it's like, well then fuck, what about me?
1: It's a great analogy. Know. It's a great analogy. And, yep. And well you can the, the, you can
3: you can carry
0: here's about you you can carry Tom Brady's bags to the airport. Yeah. That's what you can do. You can help and him. And when he says look <laughs> up at the lights, you look up at the lights.
1: The one other thing I was gonna say was, I'm more interested too in how politically it all plays out. Cause I, I'm telling you, there's egos in pro wrestling like there are, and it's it's an ego-driven business. That's why you hear guys constantly complaining about not wanting to put this one over or that one over. It's all ego, and I just I, I I'm really interested in seeing the how it all plays out if they do end up button heads they won't say it they won't ever admit to it till 20 years from now or 10 years from now once you know they're not in that promotion anymore not because nothing lasts forever that's what i'm interested in because i refuse to believe all these interviews i've heard and i've heard quite a few there where they're just oh it's the greatest thing on the planet oh yeah we all love each other shut the hell up that's not how it works it doesn't work like that on the little shit independent level. Yeah, believe me, it doesn't, it doesn't work, work like work that, like that at the higher show, level.
3: Show we do. I just don't think who who could he wrestle against. Well, that's, like, that's equal to him.
0: This the the day that I turn off the channel and quit AEW is when he starts doing jobs to Moxley and or Omega.
1: <laughs> don't put it past him, man. He might. I mean, yeah. He did say he wanted to elevate guys.
0: Well, they need to go hire some more guys worthy of getting elevated.
1: You know what? Let me tell you all something. You know what what I've always loved about Punk? Back when he signed with WWE in, what was it, 2005? Back then, the WWE was still looking for the 6'4", 245", whatever, muscle-bound freaks. Punk was the complete opposite of that. And that's what I always liked about him. Plus, I, the, it's just something he had, the it factor, that I always, from the first time I saw him on television, like, something about this dude that I really, really like. I've always liked that about him. And there's a lot of people that don't like the fact that he walked away, took his ball and went home. Let me remind folks, Steve Austin did, did the same goddamn thing. Not that Punk's at Austin's level. And he left and went home. He left and went home. And he decided, screw all this. I don't need none of this for seven straight years. Bro, I, mean, I ain't
0: mad, Eddie.
3: That's the dream we all have. Yeah, for yeah, real. We all right. want to
1: tell our bosses, you
3: know what? Take yeah. this
1: job and shove it. Now, I it's a lot easier to do that. that no more. <laughs> now, I will say this. It's a lot easier to do that when you make the kind of money he was making. Obviously, yeah. you can do that when you, when you make that kind of money. When
0: is this show going to take off so that Harper and I can get that kind of
1: money?
3: Yeah, we, <laughs> we quit on your black ass.
1: Wow! <laughs> wow! This is that. So we we having a serious discussion, and that this is the this is what it devolves we, into.
0: So this oh, yeah. was our first time trying a serious discussion on the show after six years. How did it go?
1: Well, is it time to discuss April Fourteenth, Part One?
0: Part One. I'm asking. Part, well, I I mean,
1: you're never we're gonna not
0: gonna learn. have D-Man do a run in tonight, are we?
3: Oh fuck! Call him up, bro. He, he'll I bet he'll answer. I bet he would, <laughs> bro. The first he, thing he bruh, said. he's probably like a thirteen year old girl in like nineteen uh fucking eighty five sitting by the rotary phone waiting for fucking uh, Johnny the fucking quarterback to fucking call her.
1: All I know is when we called him to add him to that he escape call, he was right there. He yep. was right there. Oh, and hey, Harper, uh, uh bro, uh, i, I, I want you to AEW Doc and um. Your boy, uh, Stone, he didn't even get in the match. Bruh, he was was watching (laughs) AEW talk. Picked up the phone. But anyway, all right, y'all want to talk some Saturday night? Get through this show.
0: Man, the only thing I wanted to know when I listened to that is all of a sudden it was D-Man's got women falling in love with him. And I need Harper away from the champ to say, on a... am not. I, hey, anybody can get anybody in this. You know, you, anybody can. Yeah. But are we talking about quantity or quality here? Oh, come on. <laughs> That's real nice. We got. Or, do we have some slee stacks and snaggle pusses or what are we See, doing? See, the
3: problem with? is D Man, he's like a goldfish. You just wave something shiny in front of him and he just. Pff, <laughs> and it goes straight forward. Like he. <laughs> it, 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 and then. And then when that shiny thing gets tired of playing with him, he goes back and un, underneath the rock until another shiny thing comes out and tff, then he goes straight to that. So when is the last time he had a girl that
0: was of Harper quality? I, I don't... Come on. Come on. What do you mean, come on? You ever taken a look at one of his girls and be like, uh, you know, I can see myself doing that? No. Okay, that's what I want, thought. Cause he's old. He's old. Okay. And you're not old. No. Okay. I mean, he's got.
1: I mean, he's got over ten years on us.
0: Yeah. On uh, all of us.
1: I think, I think so. so. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: God, so like have all said the women—that that that, makes him a damn senior citizen. I got to stop picking on the old man.
3: So all the women he gets are like, you know, in their fifties. So they're. <laughs> uh, my girlfriend's thirty-three. So. So they're gilfs? Yeah, they're like Susan Lucci. Mike, do you know who that is?
1: Yeah, and I'm laughing because I, the last time he was on when he kept saying, Harper, I get more Tang than you ever could dream tang. of.
3: Tang. Tang. Tang, who says that? I know. Was he a nom?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's next? He's going to say Pooh
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy.
0: All right. well maybe we should talk about some Well, I mean First of all, Harper, did you get to see this
3: episode? I saw uh, It wouldn't work half the goddamn time And uh, it cut off right after The Teddy Long promo, I said, fuck it
0: Okay, well we appreciate We appreciate you trying Um, Mike Do you want to set this up for the people at home? Uh, Where are we going to Stop this week?
1: Uh, well, so without, there are some commercials in this, but then they cut out a lot of them. So it's like, it's almost two hours and 30 minutes. So we're going to stop almost right at the midpoint, which would be like an hour and 13, I think, minutes into it. And it's when uh, Tommy Rich, greatest yeah. NWA world champion ever, takes on outlaw Joel Beaton in a match. We're going to go through that point. So we got some stuff to cover here.
0: All right. Look at that.
1: Yep. So again, quick reminder. Um it's like he's down at I'm, the
0: bathhouse getting ready to earn his keep.
1: <laughs> what I'm Come referring on. to is, so this is April 14th, 1990. We're going to break it up into two parts. Uh, according to the records I looked up, they were in Corpus Christi. This is where this taping takes place, but I don't have the attendance figures in case anybody's wondering. And then when the show kicks off, it is a promo of Sting. And that's what Doc was making fun of there as I had it paused with Sting's mouth wide open. Sting says he's got something big for Arn, Ole, and Ric Flair later later on in the episode that will blow everyone's minds. And then he hits that crazy Sting howl which I'm tempted to play, but I'm not going to when he screams. Uh, the thing is, since we're doing this in two parts, you're not going to hear that update until next week. So hold on to your seats, folks. Uh, JR and Corny open the show and they lay out the matches for this week, as they always do. Uh, a note, they mention Stan Lane versus the Z-Man in singles action. That's uh, We're going to pick back up there on next week. And again, we'll have Tommy Rich and Outlaw joel deaton i tell you what man they didn't need to make this thing three hours because mm. they had too many damn replays and that's what i'm about to get into unless yeah. y'all have fuck? something from the opening so let me ask that do you have anything from the opening with corny sting or any of that doc
0: i thought when at the open, my note was it sting is at least better than norman
1: wow that's well, true I mean,
0: huh? I mean that's true
1: yeah. I mean, it is a backhanded compliment, but it's a compliment nonetheless.
0: That may be all you get from me. The other thing I, my note yeah. said, and you've already hit on this, is why in the hell are we doing a three-hour show? Yeah, what is is this like
3: Sweeps Week or something?
0: Maybe we should work on getting that two-hour show a little bit better before we expand to three.
1: You ain't going to hear no argument from me. I mean, the only thing I thought of and I didn't look this up and I could have is I was wondering, like, if maybe the NWA main event got like on the Sunday show got preempted and didn't happen this week. Or maybe, you know, Braves baseball filled in that slot, something like that. I don't know, man. I I thought that or basketball, maybe I have no idea, but I do not know why. We needed three hours because, again, you got NWA, you got all these other shows that are that are going on as well.
0: And so, my other question is: so we've got this grudge match between Joel Deaton and Tommy Rich, and this is the first we're hearing about it. Yeah, really, huh?
1: Yeah, because because those other mat—that's the part that always, if you're only watching Saturday Night, which as we do on this show. But it's let messed me, up because you don't see none me, of that stuff.
0: But let me tell you, we were talking on the pre-show tonight. So in Dallas, you had a Saturday night show that was filmed the previous Monday. Everybody knows this from Lance. I mean, he's got the flyers to prove it. Um, the Saturday night show came out in Fort Worth, from, and it was on the Monday night prior, and it was from Will Rogers Coliseum. And Sunday night evening was from Sportatorium. Right. I couldn't I couldn't get in front of a TV on Sunday night, so a lot of times I only watched the Saturday night stuff.
3: But guess what? Yeah, Any, because I, now when I think about it, everything I watched on Sunday was from the sportatorium, Right, Mike?
1: Yeah, I, we were talking about that. So just, again, if you haven't heard this before, if you lived in Dallas, you got a show on Saturday night. So Doc and Lance used to get the two-hour Saturday night show, which was from, from Fort Worth, which was actually a better show. Hopper and I, Hopper and I, yeah, Hopper and I, 10 to
0: midnight, bruh.
1: They had 10 to midnight. So Hopper and I on channel six, NBC uh, affiliated in New Orleans, we got the sportatorium show from 1035. And it's 1035 because it would air right after the news. We got world class at 1035 on channel six in New Orleans, but that's all we got. We didn't get the two hour show that doc got to see on Saturday nights.
0: And I didn't get to see the Sunday night show from the sportatorium a
3: lot.
1: Well, so. that's the thing. We missed a lot of them because it came on so goddamn late and we had to go to school next oh, day.
3: Stayed, not me, bro. I stayed up for every no, day. no, no, no. Harper right. was a, a real fan.
1: No, hold on. Hold on. I stayed up as much as I could. I used to fall asleep oh, on it, though.
3: Not me, bro. I stayed up until fucking... From the gig, though. Until fucking Bonanza came on right after it. And, and that's when I went to bed. It was you remember when with the mat burning. And I was like, all right, time to turn on the TV.
1: You know what? Remember when Glow... Started coming on. Glow used to come on after World Class for a little while. Yeah.
3: Okay.
0: So crank to I, that. But go ahead, so Doc. I, what are you saying? But
1: the Saturday Night
0: Show always kept us up to date with what was going on 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 both shows. So I'm just saying, it's not that I need to know everything, but if we're gonna have a grudge match, a cold grudge match, you might want to say something about it.
1: Yeah, they I, needed. I
0: didn't like. I didn't like it. I just it, didn't like it.
1: It came out of nowhere, which is. I, I don't like surprises. Agree. So the way this show starts is we get a replay of Samu attacking Eddie Gilbert from a couple weeks ago when he hit him with the pineapple on the back of the head. Uh, I
0: get a lot of replays, Mike.
1: I know. A three-hour show with a ton of replays. Go figure. And then we get a replay of the conclusion of Samu and Eddie Gilbert from last week's show when um, Samu was DQ'd for throwing Eddie over the top rope. And then we go to a match, which is Eddie Gilbert versus The Punisher, the Punisher is a masked man. I did not look up who it is. So, uh, you know what? You can DM Ben Martin on Facebook or Twitter. D- ben will answer the question because I'm guaranteed he'll All know. Right. And, yes, if you saw it right there, I was. that was my next note. A couple of things during this introduction where Eddie Gilbert's coming out, we get Brian Hildebrand, future Smoky Mountain Wrestling head referee. He's down at ringside taking pictures, and Corny even mentions it as yeah. they uh, go walk past Hildebrand. So, uh, yeah, we saw Brian Hildebrand. Doc, any thoughts on the intro before I keep going?
0: Uh, Brian Hildebrand. Yeah, yeah. The same
1: thing. I was trying to rewind and get back to him. And I was, I, was wondering I was like, who the "Holy Punisher
3: crap!" was. Frank Castle, dork. Hmm? Okay. Frank Castle. Hmm? Frank Castle. I looked it up.
0: Okay. I don't know what that is.
3: That <laughs> was <Dallas laughs> Punisher.
1: Tag Ben Martin in the Facebook group if you want to know who it is. I guarantee you Ben or Greg Serrata in the Facebook group will be able to tell you exactly who it is. Where did really they find
0: this stuff. stuff? I mean, I I Googled it and I didn't see it. So.
1: Well, they're historians, unlike you. You know, oh, you're an industry I, I never, insider. I never claimed to be. I know. Well, you asked where they find it, so I answered your question. You know. So you're an industry insider today, or are you a um I've uh, never
0: said I was an industry insider. I said it was an industry. Expert.
1: That's wrong. Chris Zoncha. I'm sorry. Zauha, zaha zaha Says you said one time, he even posted it, that you said you were an industry insider. So there's that's
0: that. That's doctored audio and it's not legit.
1: Okay. 16 and 0, right, Doc? Let's keep moving. 17 now. Yeah, I know. That's why I said 16. 17. Hey, <laughs>
0: hey, half pint. Half, half pint. This is your chance. This is your call-up. This is your big chance to impress some people on the big club. Don't mess up these NFL picks. We're going to do all right, buddy?
1: (laughs) So, Corny says we have three hours tonight, and apparently Samu missed his flight, and that's why he's not here for the match versus Gilbert, evidently at this moment. And Eddie, Corny says Eddie wanted to get his match in and over with, and he refused to wrestle um samu and said hey let me just go ahead and get this over and corny claims that he was scared of samu anyway the way this thing ends is gilbert his punisher with the hot shot and he wins the match but as gilbert is getting out of the ring well samu arrives and he attacks gilbert with a chair corny says well i guess he did make it and that's my notes from the match but i'm gonna go to doc to see if he's got something
0: you took more notes than i did
1: yeah okay Well, it's kind of what happened, even though this match went on for way too long. It just seems like we're
0: doing a lot of dancing around here for something that not a lot of people are going to give a shit about.
1: I agree. I mean, the Samu-Eddie Gilbert thing came out of nowhere. They didn't give it any time to breathe. They actually had a match. And now here we are. Oh, Samu doesn't appear. That match should have happened this week. Should have been a screwy finish. Eddie got screwed and... Then you could have did something further down the line with these two. But, you know, we're just... I don't know what the hell we're doing, to be honest. Jim Hurd, that's what's going on. Anyway.
0: You know, he t- he came in, surveyed the scene of the wrestling business. And decided, if we're going to be like WWF, you know what they do? They insult the shit out of their audience. Maybe we ought to do that.
1: Just wait, Doc. I just can't. Just wait. I'm quitting. We're gonna get to You're going to get to a point where... You know how WWF during this time did the pitcher and pitchers like every single match with the promos. They start doing that every single match and it's the same stupid backdrop type of thing. Not the same exact, but it's, you know, the green screen Mm -hmm. backdrop. They start doing that for every match and it means nothing.
0: I want to party with Jerry Rose.
1: He looks like a swell fella. Jerry Bubba (laughs) Rose. Look at that guy. He's a trip. So the next match is the Royal Family, which, reminder, is Jacko Victory and Rip Morgan versus Jerry Bubba Rose and Mike Sampson. The best part about the Royal Family is Lord Littlebrook, and I'll get to to that more on that later uh, when I get to the finish. But I'll go to Doc first. What are your thoughts on this?
3: You might as
0: well do the same thing I did and keep <laughs> fast-forwarding,
3: pal. Yeah, I mean, Jack Victory's had more gimmicks than fucking anybody. And I'm tired of talking about it. Yeah, I mean, I mean fuck, how many... When did we first see him?
1: I told you NBA? how many... We, we've, uh, we, we've gone through this quiet. before. No, 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 I'm saying
3: it, from, from like, Jim Rockett
1: to now. All right, so we went through this. Let's do this one more time. He came in because... Uh, the whatchamacallit's left. Uh, barbarian and um, what's his name? Left. So the powers of pain. Yes, he came in as one of the Russian assassins. He then, right. he that then, won. he then became. He was on a clash or a pay per view. I can't remember which one. As, uh, well, he replaced Dennis Condry actually. At one point, too. Uh, for the Midnight Express match and he, ta- so that was the other thing he tagged with Randy Rose as Jack Victory so he did his he did his own gimmick then, I guess you can call it that yeah. he also was Secret Service Jack Victory, remember? Right. Uh-huh. Yes. he was uh, one of the New Zealand uh, uh, what the hell? no, no. The, the, uh, what they call him
3: militia, right?
1: yes, yeah so what is that, four right there plus that mask gimmick he did on one of the clashes. He's had like five gimmicks, six if you include this one, where he's now Jacko Victory. In the um, past two years. Yeah, in two years, because he came in during the summer of 88. <laughs> I've said it before. Why can't
0: you get over?
1: Yeah, he's been. He's Jack Victory's not a bad talent. He's just been done wrong. I mean, it's just dumb. Like everything they've done to him just makes no sense. So on that note, I'll fast forward to the finish of this thing because there's not much to it. The royal royal family are going to hit a double gourd buster on is it Samson or Rose? I can't remember. But anyway, Jr. One calls it a assholes. face first suplex. The best part about the finish is Lord Littlebrook, who puts the boots to Samson at the end after the the royal family win. And Jr. says those big size threes <laughs> uh, are, put, are doing some damage, and it, they they were basically. You know, poking fun at Lord Littlebrook. But seriously, Littlebrook, after the finish, here he comes as he's about to put some boots down. His little strut, I mean, this is the best part of it. Look at him. He's putting them size threes in, boy. He's got a lot of guts in that little body. And then yeah. he struts. Best part of the Apparently, match right there.
0: he had a fucking slong long lug enough to have a joint in it. What?
1: He had quite a few kids.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, quite a few kids. So, Doc, any other thoughts on it? No. No? No. Sure. This
3: is, what It's just like one of those like house show matches at the local high school. Garbage.
1: Pretty much. Well, let's go to our first promo. We got Ole Anderson with the Minnesota Wrecking Crew number two.
5: Attention. I want you to listen real, <laughs> real carefully. I know you're one of the guys that everybody looks up to. And right now I know an awful lot of people are very upset with me because of what happened to your leg well let me tell you i'm not responsible i'm the guy that gave you the warning i'm the guy that said hey pay attention sting and drop out of that title race and you're going to be okay you and the little stingers you could have still been going to the ice cream store on saturday afternoons well i guess you could still go now the only thing is you got that crutch that gets caught going in the door well i'll tell you what The kids may look up to you because at their age they just don't know any better. But for those of us that are over 21 and reasonably educated, we all understand that you're making a big mistake. Most of all, you ought to understand that you're making a big mistake. If you don't think you've made a big mistake, look at your leg and see what happened to it before when you ran into us. If you don't get out, you run into us again,
0: we're going to go for the other leg.
1: All right, Doc, what's your expert opinion? You're an industry insider. What do you think about Ole right there? He's a prick, but, I mean, we already uh,
0: Industry that. expert, I'm going to have to keep correcting you as you keep making mistakes. Okay. Um, I would believe this more if it weren't those two guys standing behind him. If it was the horsemen saying they were going to do it, they have a track record. I also believe that Ole could have maybe changed clothes from last week.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: He's got the, the Sunday social – after this that he's got to go to with his fucking nag ass wife and his no. brat ass kids and so he's dressed up a little bit for the day and he's really hoping nobody talks to him and he can get a plate of barbecue and slide out of there and go home and start crushing beers and and, and think about fucking having to go to work on Monday morning um, I always love it when he calls him Mr. Sting did he do that there
1: I don't think he did it there but I know what you're talking about
0: it, it cracks me up
1: Hopper, hey, he's gonna,
0: hey, he's not going to come out here and yell. He's not going to come out here and raise his voice. He's just going to tell you the truth.
1: I did think it was funny. He was like, yeah, you can still get a, go get ice cream with those little stingers. You just got a broken leg while you're doing it. I thought that was funny. Harper, any thoughts? No.
0: Why? <laughs> Why are you angry at wrestling?
3: No, because this is... Uh, I just don't care about the Minnesota Wrecking crew.
0: Well, they're the MWC, two.
3: Well, good for them.
0: Hey, you see him no-sell a fucking kick out of a pile driver here?
1: Yes. They go now to Road Warrior Hawk versus Butch Reed in a singles match. This is from Worldwide on April the 14th. And again, I don't know why we're doing a three-hour episode if we're going to show clips of our shows, but whatever. Uh, Jim Ross, he throws it to that. There is, like, a ton of shenanigans, and it's it's a clip. It's not even the full match. There's tons of shenanigans yeah. at the end. Doc, you want me to recap what goes on at the end, or would you like to give me your thoughts first?
0: Well, Hawk kicks out of a pile driver, which I thought back in the day a finisher was a finisher, but whatever.
1: Everything was airtight, brother.
0: Airtight, brother. Oh, my God. Pass me another Budweiser. There's a couple of <laughs> All
1: right. Continue. I felt
0: like there was a lot of shenanigans to get to the end of this, but I mean Teddy causing problems is good.
1: I agree. So the finish here we'll, we'll I felt watch like he f-
0: did more work than that job required. How about that? Yes, I think so
3: too.
1: Yeah, there's a lot goes on at the end. So we're play we're watching it right now and it's playing on the video version. Become a patron, tinyurl.com Patreon btt to watch the video versions of these. So lots of shenanigans at the end with Teddy Long and Ellerine. They're on the ring apron, just causing havoc. Uh, Teddy Long gets the boxing glove and he seems to put a piece of metal or something in it, we would assume, in the boxing glove. And Ron Simmons runs in, and with the refs back turned, Simmons hits Hawk in the back of the head with the glove or back with the glove. It's kind of hard in the neck area. And Hawk. Takes a phenomenal bump for someone who got hit with a loaded glove. I really like the way he falls. So, basically, you know, they don't see it, all these shenanigans. They try to tell the ref, hey, he had a loaded glove. But I really like the bump that Hawk took as he's knocked out. So, I'll throw to Hopper first. Hopper, thoughts on what goes down here? I thought it was good, actually.
3: Yeah, I thought, I mean, this wasn't bad.
1: Look at his bump. Look at Hawk. yeah. <laughs> That's tremendous. Tremendous. Doc, your thoughts? Oh, he must have went and took a leak. Who knows? Are you on mute, Doc? What are you doing? Stepped away, of course. Well, we'll wait for Doc to get back. In the meantime, and I'll ask him his thoughts on this finish when he returns. We'll go to Doom and Teddy Long, who are going to cut a promo uh, you know,
0: with... I told you my thoughts and I had to go take a piss because, you know, I had to piss and I don't, I have the good sense and decency to not do it on the air.
1: Now, I yeah, told you it's it too much work card. For
0: what, the, the result.
1: What's too much work for the result? What happened at the end?
0: When it, Yeah, I mean, it was like you got to slip on a glove and do all this hoobie gooby and just knock somebody out and get out of there.
1: Well, maybe they're building something up. Why don't you stop being so judgmental? Maybe. Damn. On that note, let's go to Teddy Long and Doom.
2: I've been joined by Theodore R. Sugar Ray Long and the team of Doom. And, Teddy, I know you've got a lot going on in your personal life right now. This 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 nice-looking suit you got on.
6: Well, let me tell you something about this suit, Jimmy Cornette. I am wearing this suit in honor of James Brown. You know, he's out of jail now. And that took a lot of wheeling and dealing. and he wore this suit every Sunday when he went to mass. And he donated it to me, and I'm wearing it in honor of James Brown. And I want to say something right now. Any of you lifetimers or any of you people that are in jail for the lecture chair, anything like that, write me. Now, go ahead and write me if you need any help. Now, please write me. But if you've been in jail for I I can't help you. There's nothing I hate worse than somebody writing a bad check. Now, it's alright to bounce a basketball, but don't bounce a bad check. All right? Well, Theodore, since you
2: were able to get James Brown out of jail, I have got this membership card. I'm making you an honorary Kentucky Colonel. You don't mean it. Yep, uh-huh. Well, Jimmy Cornett, one thing I
6: want to thank the corner for, that did spell my name right, and since you did this for me, I'm going to get my financial advisors to make you an honorary black Muslim, and I think we'll call you
2: Kareem uh, Muhammad Cornett. How about that? All now? right, that'll be great. And hey, I know, one more thing before we talk about Doom's situation with the world tag title and the road wars. Mean Mark is back in this country, but I've heard you got so much confidence in these guys, you're shopping Mean Mark's contract around. He's a hot
6: property. Well, Mean Mark is a big commodity in the N.W.A and I want you to know right now that Mean Mark is not forgotten about that I'm real busy with Doom the Soul Brothers right here and we got our concentrations on 1990 of being the World Tag Team Champ so if there are any other managers in the NWA that would like to talk to me about buying Mean Mark Callis' contract then I'm available to talk to him Jimmy
2: and you know Doom is going after not only the Road Warriors but the World Tag Team Championship and guys
4: what do you think about the
2: Steiner Brothers? Well, you
4: mean what we think? we're no strangers to them Steiner brothers. And let me tell you one thing. They sure bounce around good. And for them world heavyweight titles, boys, there's only one place for them straps to go. And that is with doom. So them titles can really mean something and you people can really cheer some real champions and not closet champions like them dumb Stanners. Amen. Big run let's
6: put it this way. Road Warriors, Stanners. The bowl ain't big enough for all
2: of us. The time has come, so move over and let the big dogs eat. Amen. Sugar Ray, one prediction before we go. Next time you meet Precious Paul Ellering, what's it going to be like? Well, let me tell you something right now. If he's still alive after round number five, then I'll get
6: my kicks in round number six. And if I don't, I'll send him to heaven in round number seven, baby. There you have
2: it, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll be right back with more World Championship Wrestling after this important informative interlude. You got it, baby.
1: I'm giving my Rolex to Teddy Long. Actually, yeah. we don't do Rolex. We gotta wait till next week. But uh, who wants to tackle this one first?
0: <laughs> Teddy's a treasure. The only thing worse going on in his mouth than his upper teeth lack of, or his bottom teeth. What's your what's your Muslim name, Mike?
1: He <laughs> call what did he call him? Kareem, Kareem Muhammad, Muhammad Cornett, Cornett an <laughs> honorary black Muslim. I guarantee can anybody, you Cornett does can not remember that.
3: Do that. Yeah. Mike made me one.
0: I want to be one, too. Wow. Well, wow. we can meet down at the mosque and like read the Quran together.
1: Wow. Y'all are going to hell.
0: Praise Why? To Allah. Praise Teddy, to Allah.
1: Teddy is a freaking riot, man. <laughs> somebody asked Cornette in the drive-thru about that promo if he remembers it holy crap
3: yeah that was hilarious
1: that was great <laughs> I mean he starts in with fact, James they Brown shouldn't
0: even, they shouldn't even have let Ron and Butch talk
1: agree I had, some, I had a note actually Reed's promo was bad he was better in Mid-South years earlier but man I could have just listened to Teddy and been fine with that 'Cause that was exactly. Endless. He's talking about freeing James Brown. Don't write bad checks. I mean he's, he's giving you some life lessons right there on don't write bad checks. Not that people write checks anymore, but most don't. Anyway. Yeah, really. Doc, any other thoughts? I thought that was tremendous.
0: I thought he was great.
1: Yeah. Uh Harper, anything else or you keep going?
3: It was perfect.
1: It really was. <laughs> we'll keep moving. We get a replay of Norman and Abdullah versus the enhancement talent from last week. Again, not sure why we needed to see that. They play that right before the next match, which is Kevin Sullivan and Cactus Jack. Sullivan Slaughterhouse versus Robbie Idol and Rick Ryder. Man, Sullivan and Cactus beat the living piss out of these guys for five minutes. They pummeled can these you, bastards.
0: Can you turn 3104?
1: Yeah, let me. It's kind of.
0: And I want to see. My question is, is that dangerous?
1: So, here's 31. Um, oh. That really usually wouldn't be that bad if it was a regular metal folding chair.
0: Just, That's, my whole point is, is if you actually break the chair legit and then have things start moving the way they may not want to move.
1: Hopper, would you agree if it was a metal folded a real metal folding chair, it probably wouldn't have been as bad? Uh-oh. You went to pee. So, for anybody who's not watching, because you can watch at tinyurl.com slash Patreon, BTT. Mm-hmm. For anybody not watching, Sullivan's on the outside, and he basically atomic drops this, I don't know which guy that was, on a folding chair. Like, the chair's just sitting there, and he drops it on him. And it's one of those chairs that's got metal legs, but plastic seat back and seat. And the chair just disintegrates. It basically breaks when Sullivan drops a guy on it. I mean, I guess it's potential to be dangerous, but its it'll never be as dangerous as when... Sullivan decided to hit Jeff Daniels in the back of the head with a, with a wooden chair, a solid oak wooden chair. Makes mm. sense,
0: Doc. How'd you know it was oak?
1: I just went with it. I don't know. Oh, okay.
0: Sorry, I didn't play along there. I, I was, I was just. It, curious. it certainly
1: I... wasn't balsa wood. No, <laughs> it wasn't. The way it split his head <laughs> no. wide open.
0: It sure wasn't.
1: So anyway, I mean, they, they Cactus does all his moves. He he just did the clothesline over the top goes with the guy
0: these guys were here to flip fly and take a whooping and they did
1: and we don't mean flip fly like they do nowadays they got their asses beat sullivan and cactus beat the living hell out of them bad and it went on for like i said about five minutes straight
0: i think we got the we got the superstar back
1: hey do we I was I was covering Cactus and the Sullivan match. Did you have anything from it other than they beat the hell out of these guys?
3: Watched
0: it. ain't seen this. God.
1: Yeah. Oh God, is right. But man, he flew
0: forever to get out there to him.
1: He because he's far away. (laughs) Go ahead, Harper. Look how far away he is. When Cactus, look where Cactus put him. Dude, he's got to be eight feet away. Ah,
3: <laughs> he's like well, those assholes falling off the fucking milk crates.
1: I wouldn't say that about Cactus.
3: Yeah, and he wasn't Cactus that you think of. He's
0: still trying to get over. Yeah, but that shit's rough.
1: ridiculous. Watch the tree of woe. Watch he comes Sullivan. In high. He oh. <laughs> the bastard. Let's do it again. <laughs> the guy the guy on the second one was like, screw this, I'm unhooking my foot from this rope. I mean, they beat the hell out of these two. It was bad, man. They got pummeled. Anyway, it ends, finally. Sullivan, that might have been the lightest thing he did when he stomped the guy and got the pin. <laughs> Seriously. So anyway, uh, any other thoughts, Doc, before we keep moving?
0: Mm, that was stiff.
1: I'll say one thing. That was stiff, and I love Sullivan and Cactus. Yeah, that's a good tag team. Yeah. There's something together, man. So this, I'm I'm glad Harper's video kept freezing when he was trying to watch it earlier, because he would have really been pissed by what's next. So we keep going on this show, and when we do, we get a replay. That replay is of Sting versus The Great Muta. From Starcade, 1989.
0: Why? Five months ago. Four months ago. Whatever.
3: Why?
1: I can't answer that, Hoffer.
3: That's not when he got hurt.
1: No, it's not. The only thing maybe, I could think...
0: Maybe they felt like people needed to see Muda get pinned again.
1: <laughs> the only thing I could think was, you know, they're trying to keep... World Class did this crap with Kerry Von Erich when he mangled his foot in that motorcycle accident. The only thing I can sit, could think is, hey, we know Sting's going to come back. We know what we're going to do with him. So maybe we should replay some of his matches where he beat some top-tier talent.
3: Yeah, so to kind of put him back in your mind.
1: Yeah, he's not out of sight, out of mind. Because I won't. Right. you, you got to admit, when it comes to wrestling, a guy disappears for a while and isn't on TV. And I know they've been interviewing him. But a guy disappears, it gets to that out of sight, out of mind thing. So that's the only reason I could think they'd want to do this. But once again, it's a three-hour episode. We're filling up with replays. Jesus Christ.
3: Yeah. It's so not that a good was look.
1: Yeah, that was that was my that was my thing that I didn't like about that. So after Sting versus Muta from Starcade, we are then thrown to a match with Ric Flair versus Robert Gibson in a singles competition. This is from the NWA Power Hour that aired on April the 6th of 1990, so a little bit more than a week ago from when this episode aired on April 14th. My notes here, Flair was doing some chopping. The crowd was into it because it is Gibson and Flair. They worked a really good match. I mean, we didn't see the whole thing. I don't want to, you know, let anybody think we saw this whole match. And Flair is going to win by pin when he uses the ropes to pin Gibson, so Flair basically escaped. Doc, uh, I'll throw it to Bruh. you. Oh, well, Harper, go ahead.
3: It's like they, it's like when you have a videotape of like random matches. Boy, that's <laughs> the truth. Like you have, like now they used to have like the when a Coliseum home video, there'll be like Colossal Slam Five, and there'll be like just like you know random fucking house show matches. That's what this is like.
0: It is. That's a good point.
3: There's no there's no rhyme and reason for these for these matches. It's like, "Oh, fuck. There you go."
0: Bridging I though. I had a note on that. Damn. The well, fucking Gibson was bridging up, pal. Fuck. Trying to get him a title.
1: So, on the fly just now, I didn't look this up when I was watching this episode, but I wanted to Harper said something that made me made me do some research real quick on the fly. Harper, you were saying it was like it was like those old videos where they kind of just threw random matches together, right? Yeah. So I assumed I knew this aired on April sixth of ninety on the power hour. I assumed it I guess, well no, it's not that big of a change. This was actually recorded. They they had this match March twenty sixth of nineteen ninety. So I guess that's not too far in advance of air in here but it is it is very random because they took this from just a random episode of the nwa power hour from march 26th and it, it kind of it's random in that these two weren't like working a program i'm sure right. it was a fantastic match um according to the records they went 11:34. we we barely saw two minutes probably so uh, yeah, man, it uh, it is very random. I say all I to say it's very random.
3: Speaking of Flair in the NWA, he saw he you he saw he's going to be at their pay per view.
0: Wrestling at the Chase, Brian.
3: Yeah.
1: Doc, I know what your answer is, but I'm going to ask because you're the biggest Ric Flair fan. Do you want to see Ric Flair wrestle in AEW?
0: No. No. either.
1: <laughs> Not.
3: I don't want to see him wrestle anywhere.
1: Yeah, I,
0: well, I, I agree. Do, I want to see him do
3: those car comer
0: ad commercials. Yeah, they're funny.
1: Yeah, uh, and when I said in AEW, I only said that because of rumors and things you hear. I mean,
3: I, I mean, it'll be nice to see him, Tully, and Arn, and maybe bring back JJ or you know Barry and and something like that. But to to actually step between the ropes and and have a match, or, no.
1: No. I'm with I'm I'm with y'all. I I only asked not that I, I don't want to see it. I no. Let's let's not do that. Let's not do that. So on that note, any other thoughts from Flair and Gibson, doc?
2: I thought
0: it was interesting cuz it's not the normal match that you see and it's something different. I mean, it's Flair in the ring on free TV and it's not Luger and we've been seeing a lot of that. So it's something different.
1: Once again, you only got three minutes of eleven and a half that they went, and like Harper said, it's kind of like they just threw it in the middle of it because they. This it the show makes time. no
0: sense so far.
3: You should have threw in like the, the fucking Ramco AWA tape that came with the fucking figures and just <laughs> threw that in there with those random matches. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> let's go to Ric Flair and woman who oh, have no a way live pro cut
4: nature boy you are second to none hell have no fury over woman scorn lex Luger, you have crossed my path just one too many times and i will see fit that you never get that world title belt because it belongs to the man is she not woo, all the way live look at it can all you guys out there we know you're loving it. I know you're loving it. This is the jet set. This is the nature boy, the world champion. One. Side by side. The strongest unit in sports today. And Luger. All around the world know they talk about one thing. You've asked for the cage. You said put Flair in a cage where he can't get help from the outside, and the title will be mine. Well let me explain something to you, Luger. You put the cage up in any major city you want to in this country. Name the place and I'll be there. And when woman and I woo, walk that aisle, looking it, as only we can look, you're gonna know pal, you made the biggest mistake of your wrestling career. Because when you get beat in a cage, when you get beat by Ric Flair in a cage, you bleed and you sweat and you pay the price. All
1: right, I stopped it there because Luger's coming up next. Flair said it. She's all the way live. Doc, what other thoughts do you have there?
0: I felt like she had a, a cold right there. She sounded stuffy. Maybe she had a chest cold.
1: I am not commenting. I don't know where What's you're going that with
0: mean? that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not.
0: Well, I'm a doctor.
1: I I refuse to to say anything about that beautiful woman.
0: I'm just saying she might, might have had a little, you know, the sniffles.
1: Sure thing, chief. Harbor, any thoughts?
3: No. I
0: we'll don't shit about wrestling anymore. <laughs> no, I, I'm
3: just tired. It's just it's just random shit. It's like they just like pulled the shit out of a hat and just fuck it. Throw this up there.
0: That's what happens when you put a booking committee together of veterans who all get so frustrated with the clueless boss that they just re- refuse to be engaged.
1: Jim Hurt, everybody.
0: There you go. I thought Rick was good there. So, how about I mean, he that? talks
1: about he talks about being this is good. I mean, he talks about being in a cage. Let's go to Luger now. Who's going to respond to Flair?
7: The ultimate challenge has been issued. All I ask is I be afforded the same opportunity that every other wrestler who's ever challenged for the world title has had all i ask for is man versus man no outside interference i've issued that challenge now it is up to mr flair and the nwa to mandate what i know what each and every fan across the country knows but best of all deep down in his heart what the nature boy rick flair knows that man-on-man, wrestler versus wrestler, he can't beat me. And he knows that every time I've had him in the rack, it's been a year and a half quest of mine. There's been Arn Anderson, there's been horseman interference. As of late, there's been Ole Anderson. Every single time. Now, nature boy, We will get in a cage. A site will be selected, and if it's my last dying breath, I will walk up and shake your hand if you can beat me in a cage. But there's not a chance because I am the better wrestler. I will be the heavyweight champion of the world.
1: Uh, Luger was all right. I do like that he's talking about no outside interference if you put him in a cage, and I mean he's not lying. He's right. There's always some interference going all the way back to 85, even before Luger's there. The horseman just, like, getting in on stuff. Doc, thoughts?
0: I haven't seen any shenanigans. What are you talking about?
1: Okay. You're an industry insider, too.
0: Why does that make you so
1: angry? It doesn't. just. It's not even the truth. I, you're, I'm like, an the greatest ex- podcaster an and an in industry it. insider of all time. You're, like, the greatest at what you do, kind of like Tommy Well, to
0: I may be, but it's not like I have access to the champ for 25 years.
1: Hmm. Yeah, industry insider. What did you think about Luger there, though?
0: I think he was all right. I mean, he's serious. He's portraying a serious side because he's on a serious mission.
1: Well, I'm afraid to go to Harper because he's going to say, no. Harper, what you got? Hmm. He didn't walk away. Hmm. All right, well. He
0: keeps drifting off here tonight.
1: It does seem like it. The next match, since Hopper went to take a dump or something, is Mean Mark Callis, you know, Calloway, versus Paul Drake. It is quick. Mean Mark is going to drop the – or he's going walk to the, walk the ropes and then drop the big elbow on Paul Drake. Doc, any thoughts on this?
0: He's real impressive. I just don't like the Mean Mark thing. I like – I mean, why can't he be have a name, you know?
1: Well, he, but, he's, mean, he's mean Marcellus. I mean, what, what are you looking then for? Then why isn't
0: that on the Chiron? Why
1: isn't it on Chiron? The same people who can't spell right on the Chiron? You want to know why something's not on the Chiron?
0: Yeah,
1: no. I know. Mean, I, I thought mean, he I, looked I,
0: really good in this match. He looked dominant. They were putting him over. I mean, let's get the rocket ship behind him. Future for an star. industry
1: insider, you really don't think through the Chiron complaints that you give.
0: If you say Industry Insider again, I'm done.
1: <laughs> Please don't do that. Harper, Harper wants to going too, so
0: You can take this thing the rest of the way, pal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Yeah, well, don't
0: worry about that. You can always call D-Man. Wow. You know he's Tell sitting around mean. waiting for somebody to call him.
1: So polarizing. Either they hate him or they love him. It's no in-between.
0: He's like the new Doc.
1: God, you would really insult yourself like that? No.
0: Okay. I didn't say I'm like him.
1: Harper, did you return? Huh. Well, let's go to Jimmy Garvin now. Well, I'm not going to Jimmy Garvin, actually. He's just talking about he's, the match that they're going to have on next week's episode. They're going to have a two out of three falls match with the Rock and Roll mm-hmm. Express on the main event. I mean, remember it's the a same couple years ago
0: when? Remember a couple of years ago when we liked him?
1: This just don't work for me, man.
0: He ain't a free bird. I don't care how <laughs> hard you try.
1: I remember watching it back in the day, and I didn't think about it as much then as I do now. But watching it now and watching it, going back and watching World Class again, and then watching him here as a free bird, it, it's... JR used to always, whenever he had that his old podcast, he would talk about a guy being miscast. Man, that seems like the the shining example of being miscast. He is not a free bird. There's three nope. free birds. Yes, Buddy, Gordy, and Hayes. And, and and actually, Hayes and Garvin together is just like they should have gave them some kind of different name. I'm. Okay, I'm going to stop because I keep harping on that thing. No pun intended if Harper's returned. Anyway. He's done so, um, the after maybe, Garvin...
0: Maybe he broke his headset.
1: It wouldn't be the first time. Garvin cuts his promo. He's pumping up the two out of three falls match that they're going to have versus the rock and roll on the show that we do next week. And then we, there was going to be a Rock and Roll Express promo, but the Rock and Roll Express promo got cut I'm off. Back.
0: Oh, thanks for thank thanks you for letting, us
1: thanks know. For letting us know. Dude, I had just a, I just figured it out. Oh, go ahead, were We about to say?
3: Had a drop a deuce?
1: Figured that.
0: <laughs> I was predicted.
1: It's great. I think I think the Punisher from earlier in the episode I is Bob Cook. Too. I, I
3: was thinking that too. I was thinking that too. I couldn't remember the guy's name, the 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 jobber, but I was like, I think it's yeah.
1: And I just so Yeah, so there was a real quick, there was a Steiners promo after the Garvin promo and the Steiners the best part of the promo was just Rick Steiner stopping Scott to say, Don't forget Doom, I took your mask off, and then Rick does like a child and he starts sticking his tongue out. It was kind of funny. But they go to the right after that, they go to the next match, which is the Samoan Savage versus Bob Cook. And you're right, Hopper. I'm looking at Bob Cook here. And I I think that was the Punisher earlier in the episode.
3: So it's not Frank Castle. No, you were wrong. Okay.
1: What do you think, Doc? Do you think do you think that's him?
0: I'm waiting until we get the word in from our uh, BTT um, That's research him. arm.
1: That's him. I'm looking at him move. That's got to be him. The body hey, type is the same.
0: Is, I thought Moretti was our research guy. Is he still around? Yeah, yeah he doing? is.
1: Tim just doesn't. He's not really like on social media a lot, but I talk to him from time to time. Yeah, he he, he is the official research department. Okay. Jesus Christ. What, I mean, what? you're you, you just always looking to to just to just just say stupid stuff. what did I say? Nothing you're an industry expert, I'm sorry, hey hopper, why you saying the thing
0: it- I said is Tim morecchi's still around. We're in the middle of a pandemic. not everybody's making it through these days.
1: <laughs> wow, yeah, hopper, why you went to go drop a deuce i kept I kept calling him an industry insider, he said, you keep doing that. I'm gonna get. I'm not gonna take it anymore. I said, "Oh, please don't drop." That's Harper, not
0: what I said. I said, "I'm. I'm done for tonight." <laughs>
1: I said, "Please don't do that." Harper's not talking.
0: That's nice. Well, <laughs> anyway, he didn't watch this part of the show.
1: Well, you know it happens. He was having technical difficulties. Sir, yeah. did you restart your Sir, computer? Sir, you re-
0: I don't think I missed much. <laughs> no, you. You may be the winner here, actually. <laughs> you, yeah.
1: You may be the winner is for sure. The Samoan Savage uh, is going to end up winning with a big splash. Doc, I have nothing. What else you got?
0: I'm trying <laughs> to read my notes.
1: Well, while you're looking up your notes, I'm pretty sure Bob Cook is the Punisher from earlier in the show. The more I look at this, too over and over many.
0: Again. Oh. They're the wild savages and the Samoans and all this. They got too many names. I've lost interest in them. They've lost their two managers now. It's pretty clear that the promotion doesn't have anything for them.
1: And it's a shame because they're really good.
0: I, it's not their fault. Yeah.
1: Nope. Remember the clash when they beat the Midnight Express?
3: Mm. I do. And yeah, then Future Shock happened. I don't even know what that is.
1: Starcade, is that yeah. RoboCop? No, Starcade, Future Shock, Starcade '89, oh, yeah.
0: with the the yeah. very prestigious tournament. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: It's kind of sad because they were really they were really a good tag team. You've got two sets of tag team belts in this promotion, and these guys and can they're never...
0: obviously very talented because one of them has learned how to speak English. <laughs> oh, he got Rosetta Stone. He did.
1: Doc, are we listening to this promo? Because I've got nothing from the Samoans well, with Well, he
0: speaks English. That seemed like a shock to me. I thought it was funny.
1: He speaks very clear English at that. Yeah. Which is, what the hell are we doing here? Here it is. Right.
2: Kolofa. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here I am after a little bit of peacekeeping with the Samoans. And guys, what a tremendous match that you just had now that they've that big hook of meat out of here. Hey. But besides, I understand exactly what you're saying, but besides that, you guys are won a chance at all the tag team championships in the N.W.A., the U.S. tag title, and even the world tag title.
4: Wow. Let me tell you something. We need some respect around this place. We need respect and a tell these people and to shut up. Steiners, those belts are going to come our way. We need some competition. We need a team. We need somebody that needs something. I'm tired of beating people off! I want to hurt them. I want them. There you have it. The Sloans, they're won some
2: championship belts. Paloba, and we'll be right back.
1: Yeah, that was riveting, Doc. What would you think?
0: So they could speak English all this time, or one of them. Yeah, yeah. Huh?
3: You played yourself. Yep.
1: You know, I really miss Dink coming out making the face for him too.
3: I miss good wrestling.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: You sure this is gonna work for the next three years?
1: <laughs> well, Steve Austin does come in, and okay, I mean, you know, there. <laughs> All right. Look, man, there's some. Look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit there and tell you there aren't bad times. I won't, you know, but there, there's some things you'll laugh at too. Just wait till Kevin Nash comes in in his gimmick in like towards the end of this year. What do you think they do to monkeys
0: in Malaysia?
1: (laughs) What do you think they do to monkeys in Malaysia? All right, so the next segment of this show, Jim Ross throws us to a clip of Tommy Rich versus Outlaw Joel Deaton. This is from the Power Hour, the first clip or these clips, and this was their first match that. Deaton and Rich had. Deaton wins the first match when he hits Rich with uh, something he pulled from his trunks that the ref never sees, and he pins him. And then they show a second clip, which is Tommy Rich. He's beaten Joel Deaton. This is from NWA Main Event. And then, um, Rich ends up getting, I think, Deaton's bullwhip, and Rich gets DQ'd. So technically, Tommy Rich is zero two. Greatest NWA world champion of all time is now 0-2 against Outlaw Joel Deaton. So this is the quote-unquote rubber match, but Rich is 0-2. Yeah, you explain that to me, Doc, as we go to the next or go match. I was just match.
0: wondering if Tommy Rich chased you around the locker room with a bullwhip like that.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Come here, boy. Get away from me, boy.
1: Nah, he knew better. Oh well. <laughs> so anyway, we my bull whip. I
0: don't want to get my bullwhip caught up in your twisty tie hair. <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> oh, oh well, no. I'm I'm an industry insider. Remember?
3: <laughs> I don't want my bullwhip smelling like cocoa butter. <laughs>
1: I find <laughs> nothing funny. That's here.
3: fucked up. <laughs> yeah. That's fucked up.
1: Yeah, you damn right it is.
0: <laughs> well, you don't want to be ashy.
1: On that note, we go to, we're going to call it our main event for this week because we got another half of this to do All next right. week. Tommy How Rich
0: from- looks like a guy that would come in and fight for the Texas title in 1985 or 86 in <laughs> <and> world class. <laughs> well, and I don't mean that as a complete... Shot on him. It's just that's what he looks like. I also wonder if Sam Houston was built more like Joel Deaton would have he had would he have had a better career? Yeah, yeah.
1: I feel like Sam got screwed when he decided to start married baby doll. Yeah,
3: yeah, I know, huh? I feel he like Kendall, he was also
0: on the Kendall Wyndham diet, which doesn't help.
1: Yeah, but I mean, at least Sam was. You know, he was champion for a while, like mid Atlantic champion. But man, he just, he really just started dating Baby Doll and got married. And boy, he—he
0: built, he built a big old fence around the girl that everybody wanted to bang, I guess. I guess, and, yeah.
1: And they buried him. Yeah, well. So, so anyway, again, this match, Rich and, and Deaton, Rich is 0 2, Doc. I'm not – this is not me trying to make fun of Tommy Rich. Can you find any logic in let's have a rubber match when you're 0-2? That's
3: not a rubber match.
1: Okay. No. So, yeah, yeah,
3: that's not a rubber match.
1: So we're just – I mean,
0: you can't go down 0-3 in a seven-game series because that's a that's a that's too big of a hill to climb. But, I mean, no.
1: And to be fair, they don't position this as best out of five or best out of seven. They just – Or putting them in another match, and that's why.
0: Making content. I guess, man.
1: (laughs) All right, well, on that note, so the way this thing goes.
0: It's a tagline.
1: Wow. You you know how long they went, Doc? Who? These two in this match.
0: Like 10 minutes.
1: (laughs) They did go for a while. So the way this thing ends, greatest NWA world champion. Let me, uh so that Javorski can hit him one real quick. Deaton hits a bulldog and makes a big mistake because he picks up Tommy Rich on the pin. He's like, nah, I'm going to give you another one. And he goes for another bulldog with Rich, and Rich blocks it and throws Deaton into the turnbuckle, and then Rich hits Deaton with a schoolboy, and Deaton gets the one, two, I'm sorry, Rich gets the one, two, three, and then... And then, yeah, he grabbed the tights. But uh, Rich wins, but then he gets beat down by the bull rope. Or, no, I'm sorry, not beat down. He gets hung. So we got another man trying to hang another man on TV, and the crowd seemed to be quiet. Your thoughts, Doc?
0: Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. I mean, no.
1: And that is how part one of April 14th, 1990 ends up wrapping up next week. We'll start things off with the Z man and Stan Lane in singles action. So that's Let's save
0: Rolexes, but let's, let's rate what we've seen so far.
1: Um, We can save Rolexes. You can decide to, I know who I'm going to give it to. Even after we do next week, it's going to Teddy long. So let me just say that now, but, okay, but you're like, right. What are we, we going to rate, rate
0: this first half?
1: Yeah, we can rate it. What are you going to give it F minus? I feel that's coming.
0: No, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm a serious, serious analyst.
1: Okay. Fair enough. But I'm
0: going to defer to Harper to rate this first. Cause I feel like he had some. A, a fucking D.
1: Okay. He's pissed. He's angry yeah. tonight. You don't hear him. I mean, he's.
0: I, I the disgust in his voice is
3: palpable.
1: A oh, fucking man.
3: D, bro. This is stupid. <laughs> These matches make no fucking sense and then it's all fucking replays that the matches you see are just rando fucking matches
1: remember how back in the day we we would say we don't know if we like the shit talking as much as we like the wrestling like the shit talking was the rest like the shit talking is what made those shows And I just feel like, damn, we really need the shit talking. The studio, the studio had crap matches, but you had the smack talk. Mm -hmm. And bruh, now it's just like, what the hell are we doing here? And Steve
3: Williams is in Japan, huh? I just thought of that. I believe so. Yeah.
1: But it's it just I, I don't I don't know what to think of this man.
0: So what are you gonna give
3: it, Mike?
1: I mean, I like wrestling, so I feel bad giving it a D plus. But
3: I don't. This is they fucking deserve it.
1: I mean, it's gonna be a long
3: couple of years, Mike. Harper's already pissed. They know better.
0: No, they don't. No, they don't. Because Herd's in charge, he doesn't know better.
1: Yeah, he doesn't. And 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 now Oli's. He, I don't think he's head of committee. And
0: Oli's collecting checks because he's gonna start doing stupid shit just to get paid.
1: Yeah, Robocop ain't too far away, pal. Oh,
0: black fucking what's his, what's the fucking black scorpion and shit? Yeah, shit that would have kicked somebody's ass for ten years ago he's about to perpetrate. <laughs> fucking wait, say that again? What, me?
1: But yeah, who who, who would have kicked whose ass? What were you saying?
0: Shit, Oli would have kicked people's asses for 10 years prior. He's about to perpetrate on the Oh Oh,
1: no, I thought you were saying Cornette would have kicked somebody's ass for it, but no, Cornette
0: Ole, is very Ole vocal about kicked, it. If, if somebody would have come in with like some Black Scorpion or RoboCop to Georgia in like 81, he'd have been all like, I'm whooping everybody's ass, and now he's going to do it.
1: I, I actually think RoboCop is dumber than Black Scorpion.
3: yes. What?
1: Because when you see what they do, you're like, "What?" Like the whole RoboCop thing, that pay per view, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's just an insult. It. It's such an insult.
0: The so did game, you say? Did you say D plus?
1: I, I don't want to, because Teddy Long had me dying laughing, even watching this for a tenth time it. in my life. But it, it's just really hard to do anything else, man. It's it's hard, bro. It's hard. What are you giving it, Doc?
0: I don't feel the least bit bad about what I'm about to give this. Okay. It's a straight-up, solid, middle-of-the-road D.
3: Yeah. <laughs> see?
0: I'm not going to be silly and say I, – besides, I feel like I need to save F- for some shit in a couple of years, but I'm, I'm going to rate it like I see it. It's a D. The good thing that saved it from a D minus is that all these replays allowed me to fast forward and get through this shit in like fifty minutes.
1: Y'all remember when I used to tell y'all during the Smoky Mountain run, bruh, trust me, Tim Horner's bad, but at least it's funny. Yeah, I say that all the time. Even after he left, I was like, I know you hated him, but man, he's so bad. He's so terrible. It will entertain you.
0: I need to see Kevin Sullivan bury that spike in Norman's head to where it's still like just sticking out on its own.
1: Yeah, I agree. That would be nice. Or maybe he should have did to Norman what he did to Jeff Daniels and Smokey when he hit them with the chair in the back I of the I need head. to
0: see somebody punt Lord Littlebrook into the crowd. I need to see some shit happen.
1: <laughs> you know, a few years back, we had a discussion and I didn't think it was a real thing. Harper brought it up, evidently, and I'm not trying to Little person me, tossing? Yeah,
0: yeah. So you get them in Velcro and you throw them into a wall with Velcro. I, on I it. was
1: like, "Wait, that's a thing!" And, oh yeah, <laughs> you can
0: rent them for parties and stuff.
1: Yeah, like little person tossing. <laughs> yeah, that's messed up, bro.
0: We should do that at the. I mean, we're a few months out. We need to start planning the BTT Christmas party. That's terrible. Maybe we could do that.
1: Okay. So on that note, uh, what did you say, Doc D? Harper said D. I gave it a D plus. Boy, I think that's the first Triple time we D. all gave it D. I like a the D. sound of
0: that. How about that, Harper? Uh, like real it, quick. It, oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, hey, I want to mention something before I throw it to Doc and Harper for some uh, closing thoughts on this first part of April 14, 1990.
3: Oh. I don't want to see the second part.
0: Yeah, how can it? Wh- why?
1: Well, you got the Rock and Roll Express, you got Stan Lane. It, yeah. It won't. It won't be as bad as this. I can tell you that much now. <laughs> on that note, real quick, remember, Harper's still doing his. Shout outs, life and relationship oh, yeah. advice. Dude, oh, yeah. What I What were you about to say? I
3: forgot to do your boys.
1: Oh, you still got to do it.
3: Dude, I totally forgot. And okay. I drove by Burger King. I was like, fuck. A That's right. Impossible Whopper.
1: That's right. Well, and, so. and to be fair, this one takes some prep. You got to go to Burger King to get the Impossible Whopper.
0: Does he have to pay for it? Because I mean, that's come. Whose end is that coming out of? No, well, hold
1: no. on. He, he,
3: he paid uh, an extra ten dollars. Oh, I like that. So yeah. So I want to get a Impossible Whopper combo and 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 give it a a review. What is the Impossible Whopper? That's the vegetarian one. Oh, the, the one that's you know plant based.
0: No, I didn't know anything about this because when I worked at Burger King, we didn't do that.
1: Doc, we had a talk about the impossible wife yeah. on the show a few years ago. What? 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 We what, did. What, dude? You, you, <sighs> industry expert. I'm sorry, my bad.
0: Which industry am I trying to be an expert in?
1: So, if you'd like a shout so, out, life advice, you know, we've relationship done like advice, and
0: hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shows,
1: we really have.
0: I can't be expected to remember everything I fucking said.
1: Harper's got to get this video out with the impossible Whopper. But on that note, if you want a video shout out, life advice, relationship advice, not just for you. You need to give advice to family members, friends, people you hate. We don't know. Harper is your man. First, email Harper with the details of what you want in your video shout out. And that email address is Chris 16 Wild with a K at gmail.com. And tell him what you want in your video. And then you got to PayPal him cc30388cc at yahoo.com paypal him 20 bucks there if he needs to buy props for your shout out you'll have to send him some <laughs> extras for the props um and i actually think it think it's pretty genius to to send him a little bit extra money so he can get the impossible whopper i, I think that's uh, kind of cool i can't wait to see it so do all that if you missed any of those details check the show description and you'll see it all there to get your shout out video life advice relationship advice from Hard body Hopper. Okay, Doc, I'm going to throw it to you, man. Anything else before we get out of here?
0: I don't think so, man. This wrestling has got me depressed enough to get ready to go to bed. So,
1: I thought you were going to say the VE thing. Thank God you didn't uh,
0: No, no, that. no. I, why would I do that? Why would I let Jim Hurd have that kind of control over me?
1: Totally agree. Totally agree. All right, Hopper, anything from you? No. He's mad. Wow. I can, oh, I can...
3: man. Oh, my. guess what?
1: Oh, boy.
3: The fucking Red Lobster they had. A well, legside mall finally fucking closed.
1: Um that's news.
3: Yeah. Thank fucking God.
1: I I mean it wasn't like they were doing any business, probably. Yeah. I'm uh sorry. it only That's just it only, it only took a pandemic. Uh by the way, Red Lobster is a terrible restaurant.
3: I don't know why they had one here.
1: It makes no sense in that city.
3: It's like a Taco Bell in fucking Tijuana.
1: <laughs> That's why you stay and listen to the end.
3: The fuck! <laughs> I drove by it. It is just, it's just a slab now. I'm like, thank fucking god, you motherfuckers.
1: Did they had to just close it? I just drove past it. Yeah, I mean, it was a I month ago, they but just did, yeah. So they knocked it down already.
3: Yeah, it's just a slab. Wow. Thoughts and prayers.
1: Thoughts yeah. and prayers, dog. For real. I you can't say we'll miss y'all. it.
0: Bro, I worked at a Red Lobster for like two and a half years in college.
3: You you, you to wait at tables? Yeah. How was that? Shitty. Yeah. Bro,
0: yeah.
1: Doc has some rough jobs, man. I will say I that. Came up, he, I,
0: I, I, hey, I, I had a long time of poverty. It's why I said I ain't going back Look, Jim Hurd kills <laughs> Jim Hurd kills the wrestling business That upsets me, but I ain't gonna do the Von Erich thing I lose all my money like Baron Corbin just did, it's the Von Erich Thing, bro, I ain't being poor again <laughs> Four people have it rough, I remember How I you know much lie, cigarettes man. cost now, Harper? How much what? Cigarettes cost now Oh yeah Ten bucks a pack
3: Yeah, the uh American spirits are, yeah. You can't, I mean, poor people can't live anymore. (laughs) So you just gotta die. (laughs) Bro, I saw a pack of bologna is now like two bucks. A pack of the cheap-ass bar-ass, because uh, my fucking dog had diarrhea. We remember. Yeah, and she was fucking sick. And uh, uh, I took her to the vet, and they gave me pills. To give her, so I bought a pack of those.
0: those. Cheap- Why didn't you put it in cheese so it like binds her up so it stops the flow?
3: <laughs> well, I bought a pack of that, that cheap, like bar ass fucking, uh, those like red hot dogs, bro. They were fucking like two dollars. I was like, that's like 79 is still, cents.
0: Minimum wage is still minimum wage, and everything else is doubled. You can't yeah. be poor anymore, you just gotta cash your chips in. <laughs> uh. <Damn. laughs> Damn, Doc. Well, that's true, huh? I've worked shitty jobs. I've worked shitty jobs and had no money for more of my life than I had money, and I ain't going back. How about that?
1: I I gotta say, I ain't going back to poverty, man. I
0: drug and clawed and scratched my way out of poverty to the top of the academic mountain to make money, and I ain't going back.
3: Well, that's true. I don't need to, I don't need up. to
0: have I don't need to have all the money in the world but I need to have enough to not be poor.
3: Bro, shit shit shit's so fucking Like when I saw that pack them hot those hot dogs was take 2 bucks. I was like this is like 79 cents. Yeah. This is, this is like dollar store hot dogs. Yeah. And they're fucking 2 bucks.
1: Yeah. yeah. Now Dude, multiply you're on, that by you're on or something.
3: Now
0: multiply that by 50 items you put in your basket. Now what's up?
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: That's why I'm telling you, man. Get a rope, swing from a beam in the attic, and get <laughs> done with it, man. I ain't, I ain't doing. It. Jesus Christ, <laughs>
1: uh, man, man. Look, let me tell you
0: something. I can't do everything I want in life, and I can't quit my job tomorrow. But our dishwasher broke a couple of weeks ago, and we went and spent eight hundred and sixty dollars. I got the warranty. I had them come install it. I had them haul it out. And I wrote that check and didn't have to think about it. That's just nice.
1: Must be nice, bro. 800 well, bucks. I, I you
0: am know? a step. I, I have made it a couple of steps ahead of you, Delgado.
1: Wow. Yeah. Industry insider. There we go. For
0: no, it. no, 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 no. And I said I was done if you did that. So, good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's like Our... a
3: top-of-the-line dishwasher, huh? Yeah, <laughs>
1: I don't know. What kind did he say? I didn't catch it. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. 800 bucks seems like a lot, but, you know, whatever. Yeah,
3: I mean, that's a grand.
1: Yeah, I mean.
3: I mean, round that shit off to the nearest ten.
1: Let me tell you something. Doc makes good money. That's all I'll say. All right, Harper, anything else before we get out of here? No. Yeah, me either. I'm tuckered out. I'm exhausted. Let's roll. Uh, Gerald Green loves when we say that. Let's roll. Hit the tagline, Harper.
3: Fucking bitch.